Blog Talk Radio. An old Cherokee is teaching his grandson about life. A fight is going on inside of me, he told the boy. It is a terrible fight and is between two wolves. One wolf is evil. He is angry, envy, sorrow, full of regret, greed. He's arrogant self-pity, guilt, is resentment, inferiority, this wolf lies, false pride, superiority, and ego. He continued, the other wolf, though, is good, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence, empathy, Generosity, this wolf is truth, compassion, and faith. That same fight is going on inside you and inside every other person, too. The grandson thought about it for a minute. Then he asked his grandfather, Grandfather, which wolf will win? The old Cherokee simply replied, it's the one you feed.
that you're stuck late. If you're not seen green, Oh, yeah, here we go, here we go. Good evening, good afternoon, or good morning. It all just depends on what part of the world you are listening. Okay, namaste and welcome. Welcome. It is December 10th, 2020. Welcome to another episode of the Greenhouse Effect Radio Show. My name is Will Green, holding down one half of hosting duties here. Uh, My dad. Bill Green is holding down the other half here. Uh, Before we get started with tonight's festivities, as always, we like to remind you just a few things here. The first one, of course, is to grab a pen and pad, a pencil and paper, a marker, a post-it note, whatever you got. Uh, We want to make sure that if you got any questions, you don't forget it. You want to take down any notes, you can write them down. Uh, Sometimes, not all the time, uh, why use a hundred words when uh, hashtag a thousand words will do? <laughs> and if you are listening online, the chat room is open and is accessible with your free Blog Talk Radio account. And if you decide you want to jump in on the phone line, the phone number here, uh, the chat line, the excuse me, the phone line is five one six four five three. Six zero nine four again five one six four five three six zero nine four and if you press the one on your keypad that will let Dad and I know that you would like to chime in and uh, share the power of your effect. So again, 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 welcome, welcome tonight. Uh, also, want to give a quick shout out here. I was checking the dashboard. I, um, shout out to our new listeners. Uh, we are kind of growing here on the Greenhouse Effect Radio Show. I was just checking the dashboard earlier. We've got listeners in Australia, Belgium, and the United Kingdom, which is pretty cool. <laughs> Hopefully they'll keep listening. Uh, speaking of expansion, uh, we've just recently expanded to uh, five, maybe six new platforms on the Internet as well. So we're on uh, Spotify now, Anchor, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker, and soon we'll be on Apple and Google Podcasts as well. So um, these shows will more than likely be recordings of our live shows here Thursday night. But as we continue to market our show, uh, or if you would even like to share our show with others, you have other opportunities to share with other people besides just blog talk radio or what we share on Facebook or Twitter. So uh, tell a friend, bring a friend, and share with a friend. Uh, Let them know the great things that we're doing here every Thursday night, every Thursday night, 7 p.m. here on uh, blog talk radio. What's happening, Daddy-O? How you doing tonight? Oh, hey, Wilfredo, my man. Um, since we've gone international, I better be sure to do the disclaimer, right? <laughs> you know, for those of you who are not familiar with this strange humor of ours, you know, Wilfredo is not his real name. You know, it's just what I call him because that's what my older brother called me. 
Um, and until he gets uh, Wilfredo Jr., he's stuck with the end of that name, the end of that line, the end of that food chain. So what's happening, man? You know, I was just thinking before you answered. No, what's happening, man? <laughs> no, go, go ahead. Go ahead. What's up? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just, a, another I great just, night. Had a had a pre moment reflection, man. I'm glad we decided to add segments of what now, now what, and a black's view. I'm glad we mm-hmm. have you know categorized those as, as segments as opposed to talking about in the ongoing shows, only to identify that that's what we're going to be where we're going to be going anyway. Because I tell you, what now, now what? <laughs> I mean, when it comes to this part of the world. I can't think of a better title for any segment of any talk show, man. What now? Now what? Yeah, now what? Right. I just wanted to throw that out there, man. Yeah, because it seems like it's always something. You know, what Yeah, now? what now? now what? <laughs> My man. Yeah. It's always something. Always something. And I guess so, that's yeah. good for a talk show, you know. What? It's good for our show anyway. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? I know what you mean. <laughs> we don't have to look far for material, man. We don't have to look far at all. Yeah. So, yeah. so what you got? What you got for us tonight, man? Well, uh, in addition to our uh, segments, uh, and and one of my favorite segments is the Black View, um, your view. Uh, the other one is, um, like we said, what now? Now what? But before we jump into that, I just there's a couple of things I just want to uh, address before we get into the show. And around Amen. this time of year, around this time of year, I always like to kind of emphasize a couple of things that are important in regards to safety. Um, one thing is that I know that we're approaching Christmas; it's coming up really quick, and everybody, people got their Christmas trees and stuff like that. So it's getting colder here out here, and I just like to point out the importance of, of fire safety uh, and please be aware of, you know, where you've got your space heaters, how you've got your trees, uh, anything else, you know, cause um, amen, you know, yeah. Yeah. I just want to make sure that we're all being safe and not only in the home, but also out here in the streets, um, you know, tis the season for thieving. And I know it's the season to be jolly, but there's also some people out here who are struggling very you know, even harder now more than ever, you know. Um, and I just want to make sure that as we are practicing being safe at home, I hope that you all are being safe out there um, outside of your home as well. And as always, please be aware of your surroundings, um, you know, be aware of what's going on around you. So that's my little PSA around this time of year. Yeah. yeah can um, I just throw one extra, one other thing out there right quick? Man. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, being really, really consciously aware of any aspect of defensive driving skills you may possess, because okay. as much as this is the season to be jolly, this also is the season to be drinking. <laughs> so, you know, y'all be careful out there. You know, y'all be careful out there. Drinking and all kind of other things. Yeah, well, you know, I just thought I'd leave it at that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so so here we are, episode uh, number 20 here in the third season, 320, uh, repotting and planting the seeds. Last week we titled the show Planting the Seeds. We're continuing 
with our planting of the seeds and uh, repotting. Um, and in case you all are wondering what we're talking about, well, as we approach the end of this year, uh, looking towards the beginning of next year, um, now is a good time um, for us to be doing some inventory. You know, you use that word very often, that and taking inventory. Uh, and mm-hmm. I think 2020, we took on a lot of baggage, if you will. I'm putting my two quotation marks up. We took on a lot of baggage this year, probably a lot more than we anticipated. And, and you know, I think, as we mentioned last week, and as you mentioned as well, that it's time to, you know, clear out our cl- our clutter, you know, whether it's spiritually, uh, mentally, but most importantly, the clutter that's around our heart. So like yeah. repotting a plant, yeah. you know, we think that this is a good time for us to really repot ourselves uh, and plant some new seeds to grow stronger as we go into this new 2021 uh, year, you know, and it's a whole lot of what now, now what's, you know, Trump and Biden, you know, uh, racism, people getting shot down by the police. We still got COVID issues. We're talking about vaccination issues. Uh, I've even heard the terms global resets or great awake awakenings, you know, but whatever it is, I think now is the time for us to strengthen ourselves uh, to get ready for this new year that's coming up. So last week at the end Beautiful of the show, shit. we, I'm sorry, dad, what'd you say? Beautifully said. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so at the end of last week's show, we touched on um, uh, one of the things that I mentioned uh, doing is examining your mindset. And what we touched on a little bit is identifying the difference um, between having what's known as a fixed mindset or growth mindset. And <clears throat> excuse me, um, but uh, do, should we get into that now, uh, and then we can jump into our other segments and open the phone lines? How, I how do you feel about that? Wonderful thing. Yeah, yeah. You got my vote. Awesome. So, um, again, we we touched on fixed mindsets and a growth mindset. Um, our mindsets can affect how we you know, how we line up our life, and it can affect how you even view yourself. Uh, it, it has a factor in determining the type of person you want to be um, or how you accomplish the goals or obtaining the things that you may value. Uh, we, so a fixed mindset, just to jump right into it, fixed mindset, it's most of these mindsets deal with uh, people who put themselves in situations that usually call for a confirmation of their intelligence, character, and personality. They feel that their potential is predetermined. It's kind of an idea and mindset that's fixed in stone, if you will. It doesn't change. Um, there, people with a fixed mindset find that they're proving their talent always, and that if there's any setbacks or any failures, that pretty much they just wasn't good enough. And that's it. You know, failure is just identified as a limit, no room for change. Um, the talent is what brings success. And effort isn't really necessary. 
And I think a lot about um, even like how I prepare for our shows. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, I could just jump on the air every day, have a few ideas on what I want to talk about, but it necessarily doesn't really go across well. You know, I mean, the message might be there, but I don't think the emphasis of the message is as strong as I want it to be. If I, you know, a lot of times, you, you all don't know, but a lot of times after the show, Dad and I we review the show, we talk about it, you know, and, and we give each other constructive criticism. But with the fixed mindset, feedback and criticism is usually taken personally. And there is mm-hmm. no way that Dad and I will be able to have a fixed, <laughs> a fixed mindset <laughs> to be able to be doing this since July. Amen. No way. <laughs> Get over that real quick. <laughs> real quick, you know. Um, so fixed mindset people, they stick to what they know. And that's it. Again, there's no room for growth. So as you may already figure it out, growth mindset people, you know, their their mindset is cultivated through efforts. Um, they're able to work better with people too. You know, uh, it's easier to work with people with a growth mindset. And you apply effort and attitude, and it helps to determine abilities. Now, I just mentioned failure and setback earlier. So with the growth mindset, if you're, you have a setback, if you fail at something, that's a learning opportunity. And I gotcha. know you hear these cliches all the time, you know, learning opportunities and stuff like that. But, yeah, you learn through failure. There is opportunity to grow. And you accept these new challenges. I know it can be difficult sometimes, but in the end, it allows you to grow and really to help you become a better person. And I know in on our show last week and even previous shows that we talked about um, how do we identify success and or failure. You know, I mean, how, how does that determine? Um, and, yeah, and, good point. Yeah. You know, uh, and I, I leave that to, to you all, the audience, in, um, in, in looking at that. And how do you determine, how do you identify success for you and failure? And we might even touch on that a little bit more uh, tonight. But as I just mentioned about feedback and criticism, you know, feedback is constructive. And, and you know, I like to be transparent, you know, and I love talking about the things that you and I go through and deal with. And, and in the beginning, it was difficult for me to, to, to get the feedback from you. You know, before when I was just doing the show by myself, you know, it was, you know, it was cool to get the feedback from you. You know, and I just take it and it was like, yeah, okay, thanks, Dad. And then that was it. And I jump back next week and I'll probably do the same stuff again. But now, you know, it's, it's taken some time, but I really am appreciative of the feedback and the constructive criticism that we're able to give one another. Amen. You know, and, 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 it's, and it's really interesting. We know that we believe that our potential of doing this show, for example, the potential of reaching other people uh, is, is unknown, you know, and we're still able to try new things. You know, here we are with people in overseas that's listening to our show. Here we are with a, a <laughs> six new platforms for people to share with other people. You know, we want you all to, to take these shows and to share it with other people. We, you know, we, we want, uh, you know, we, we want to be that, 
that that new show that people talk about, that father and son son show, them green boys, you know, the greenhouse <laughs> effect. You know, we want that. You know, we want to be able to try new things, but we know that even as we try new things, that there will be setbacks, you know, that there will be failures. But with those failures, we know that we still can grow. You know, how, how yeah. are we doing so far? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're, yeah, we're not talking about defeats. Right. And not, and not the feet you walk on. Okay, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's normally a joke my dad would say. I don't know where that came from tonight. But, but you know, seriously, though, as, <laughs> as I, I just had a moment of transparency, transparency, transparency. Um, there are still moments when I struggle with, with having yeah. a fixed mindset or, or a growth mindset. Uh, yeah, I struggle with it sometimes. Um, fixed mindsets, for example, and one of the things that I had to deal with, uh, you expect your ability to show up on its own, you know, before any learning takes place. I'm just going to go ahead and do this because I know I got the talent to do it. You know, like the saying goes, if you got it, you got it. If you don't, you don't, mm-hmm. you know. But even though, you know, like you're an artist and I have some artists and creative talent, um, but I know that I just can't pick up a pen and paper and I, and I can't expect to just sketch something and it's going to be miraculous. You know, even though I know that there was some talent that we were born with, I still have to work on it in order to make it better. But yeah. I used to think that, no, you know, no, I can just pick up the pen and paper and I can just knock this out and it's going to be just like it was, you know, whenever I did it before or whatever. You know, but that's not the case, you know. Um, so those are just, you know, just a, a moment of transparency that I wanted to share. Um, with, yeah. Even how I deal with it, you know. Um, yeah. Even the, as we com- rape- compare the two. I'm sorry, go ahead, Beth. No, go on, man. Don't let me take you off your stride. Go ahead. Let's, no, let's you're, you're good. You're good. Are we, we, we're the chat room's already already blowing up, huh? Yeah, yeah. Ray, uh, Ray made a couple comments that I thought were, you know, pretty um, right on. You know, um, unfixed the thinking. You know, I love that, mm-hmm. man. Unfixed mm-hmm. the thinking. Mm-hmm. And he said, man, Will, you're speaking life into how to make constructive comments necessary to grow. Boom! There it is, man. Right on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, yeah. and I think I, even, yeah. I think I even mentioned it last week. Um, I don't like constructive. I don't like criticism. I don't. Yeah. I don't yeah, like but it. the struggle is not to hear it as destructive, and I think right. that's the filter that has to be changed. You know, um, I think the idea of criticism comes across initially for many, especially with the fixed mindset. That if you're not applauding, if you're not jumping up and down, if you're not tossing me money, then anything you're saying <laughs> is destructive in this content. You know, Absolutely. meant to pull me down, knock me down, pull me off mm-hmm. my pedestal, turn the light Absolutely. off my shining moment. You know, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, right on, man. you know, there's, there's so many, you know, pieces to fixed mindsets and growth mindsets. And, and I am not saying that you're either one or the other. Because I know that I have some attributes, some some attributes of a growth mindset, and I know I have some attributes of a fixed mindset. I still yeah, remember when I lived in Atlanta, 
and I had the conversation about change. And I said, loud and proud, I said, I hate change. (laughs) (laughs) I can't stand change. (laughs) You know, so, um, you know, comparing the two, I think the challenge for us is just to be really honest with yourself, you know, to determine what qualities you do or you don't possess. Uh, when we talked about Think and Grow Rich, um, one of the first pieces that we talked about was, quote, what you think matters. You know, that's yeah. the mindset that you should begin with as you think and grow rich, as you look at your idea of what success is, what you think is what matters. Um, so you may have pieces of both, you know, I mean, but it's all about how you deal or how we deal with you know, life challenges. So, so you know, with that and, and as we try to determine where that is with us or as we look in the mirror and we ask us ourselves these questions, these difficult discussions, as they say sometimes, there's a couple of things I just want you to really, really think about. You know, what is the source? Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever that aspect is that you're identifying, what is the source of that? Most, I, I think that most of the time we, we aren't born with those qualities or those aspects of these uh, mindsets. Um, but over time, I think they're developed through our experiences. You know, I remember when I yeah. was at De La Salle. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. You know? Yeah, yeah I remember course, when I was you know? at, at De La Salle and, and they give out IQ tests, you know, and it was about who had the highest IQ test. You know who who had the 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 best the best scores, you know. But it wasn't the the, the your scores or your IQ test your IQ test that didn't determine who you are. But through those experiences is how we develop those mindsets, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the other and then the other point uh, is just having some self awareness. And then talking about self awareness that opens up a whole nother discussion piece as well. Um, but I'm going to hold off on, on, on opening up that other part. But in talking about self-awareness, um, self-awareness takes time. And the thing is that I just want to always let you know, well, I just want to let you know that in, in developing self-awareness, you need patience. Patience in the right process. Now. Patience in the process. Um, right on, man. I know that there were a couple of uh, comments in the in the chat room. I can see the, the oh, chat yeah. room at the yeah, corner yeah, of my yeah, eyes. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's blowing up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking straight on, and I'm using one ear to listen to you. I'm using the other ear to listen to the comments. <laughs> yeah, I know. they'll try to figure that out. Yeah, but I think, you know, I believe this is in your stride. You know, um, there's a word, you know, that that Ray wanted to clarify in the chat room. And, you know, Mm -hmm. constructive comments, not Mm -hmm. constructive criticism. And I think criticism is a funny word. You know, it, it, I think, I don't know, I have a hunch that criticism as a word as it stands is probably – you know, defined by, you know, the esteem of the listener. You know, hearing the word criticism, 
you know, in context of dialogue, you know, depending on one's own, you know, ego value at a given time may have a lot of impact on how the critique is heard. You know, um, Mm -hmm. critiques may be as heard as criticism and criticism taken as something negative. You know, constructive criticism maybe it's best heard when it's understood to be constructive comments. I like that. I like, you know, him, him putting it there, you know, um, yeah. you know, um, and, 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 I, you know, I think it could be very cultural, you know, um, even if not gender driven, you know, the word criticism, as you said earlier, you know, just a minute ago has uh, much has to do with how we're conditioned as we grow, you know, as we grow up, you know, as our values are being defined and what our, you know, what our immediate experiences in our um, surrounding environment is dictating. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And another comment Ray just made, you know, when developing self-awareness, bang, you know, it's important to be patient. Yeah. Spot on, Will. That's that's Ray, you know, spot on, Will. That's that's what you got there, man. But but again, you know, again, it's it's not like, you know, it's not easy, you know. Um, it's not, not an easy task, you know. But it's it's doable. Yeah. Let me you ask know, you something. Is. When have you ever found it easy to be you? Um. When I uh, let go, and and I don't get in my own head, and you know, like. Uh, over critic, uh, over analyze myself. When you make dough, or when you have made dough. You said make dough. No, when I when I when I when I when I'm just when I let go when I let go. Oh, when you let uh, go. <laughs> yeah, make dough. <laughs> I thought you said when I make dough. <laughs> All right, I'm healed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we just my, let my, go. My, All right. my my sinuses are bothering me. Sorry about that. No man. But no, you know, when I let go of my own, when I get out of my own head, uh, and I'm not overanalyzing myself on what I think is the right thing or the wrong thing, or I'm overanalyzing somebody's response to something I did or something I say. Okay, but it all right. I so, mean that, but my question still is the same. When have you ever found it easy to be you? It's not. I know it's not easy. It's not. It's not. I I I just don't find it like I can just. I mean, unless I'm by myself. And even then, when I'm by myself, sometimes <laughs> I even yeah. I even you know I even kind of trip on myself sometimes. Man, you need yeah. to get up off the couch, man. What you you're not doing enough, you know? Uh, yeah. what, what what we doing today? Are we being constructive? Are we being being productive? Uh, you know, so it's it's yeah. I don't yeah. And that's yeah, just a, I mean, a, brief, a brief example. If I was trying to get at anything, it's pretty much that you know that I think it's an ongoing process being me you know i don't I don't think that's ever a complete thing you know and because it's ongoing there's always something rattling around in my brain you know some analysis you know some critical analysis you know um probably not as often as it needs to be complementary analysis 
you know, but there's always that, you know, what you said earlier, it's always the struggle with the two wolves. Yeah, but go ahead, man. Don't let, don't let me take yeah. you off where you're at, man. Right on. Yeah, you're, they're, they're, you're, you're inspiring a lot of thought is what's happening for me anyway, and I'm looking at the comments. It seems to be happening in the chat room too. Yeah, there's there's so there's all kind of connections with that, and even with the wolves and things like that. Um, I, I I saw something that Adam had typed in. He said the true art is not only how you take constructive comments, but also how you give them. And we're going if we have time, we may touch on that as well. Um, that's a that's a good comment. Well, Arlene yeah. just made. I'm, I'm sorry, Artie just made a heck of a comment too. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I believe yeah. you have to stay in the moment to be the true self, you know, staying in the moment. And how quickly does that change? Wow. Right. I think that was something that uh, I was closing with that, well, being in the moment. No, it was like uh, being yourself, being true to yourself, being in the moment. Yeah, I think I said that as well. Yeah, yeah. you have to yeah. be in the moment. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. man, right on. So right on. Right on. I, I wanted I wanted to touch on on something real quick, and I, I see some comments that are coming in as well on my phone. Uh, we've got a couple other family members that want to chime in as well. So, if you're still not exactly sure on the difference between a fixed mindset and growth mindset, let me just give you a, a quick example. Um, uh, so, you know, you go to class. Let's say you go into class one day. Uh, it's an important class that you like. You know, you like it a lot. And your professor turns a, a midterm paper into you that, you know, the, uh, returns a paper that you gave. I'm sorry. And you got a, like a C plus, let's say. And, you, you know, you're disappointed. You thought you did a whole lot better. You put a lot of work into it. Uh, that evening on your way home, you find out that you got a, a parking ticket, you know, in addition to that. And then so you, you're frustrated. You want to kind of vent a little bit. So you call one of your homies to share your experience but then you're kind of brushed off. You know, what would you think? How would you feel? You know, most of the people with a fixed mindset um, right off the bat, you know, they're, they're, a, they're a loser. You know what I'm saying? They're a failure. There's a sense of worthlessness. Um, they see what happens, uh, what happened as a direct measure of their competence and worth. Um, mm. How many times... You know, a lot of, you know, I, I have these moments where I joke around and sarcastically I'd be like, well, with my luck, you know, I don't know. It might not happen. It might not be good. You know, I'm the most unlucky person in the world. Uh, things are unfair right now. Nobody loves me. People hate me. The world is out to get me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I never realized how fixed my mind was. <laughs> Not a lot, you know, but we do have those moments, you know, I mean, and they happen, and I'm not saying that they they don't happen um, um and it's not like you got low self esteem or anything like that, no, no, but it's it's uh, coping with with again coping with failure, coping with setback um because people with fixed mindsets can at moments they feel just as worthy and just as optimistic as people with growth mindset, you know. But, and so, as you can imagine, people with a growth mindset, 
be like, I need to try harder in class. Be, you know, be more mindful when I'm parking. You know, uh, uh, you know, in, in in Chicago, we got this thing December first. Every December first of the year, if you if you park, if you okay, so if you park your car uh, at the end of November, and you're out there past midnight, two o'clock in the morning on December first, you might get your car towed. You know, because you're not aware of you're not paying attention to where you're parking your car. You know. So the, the the thing is, like, you know, I need to try harder in class. Uh, I need to be more careful when I park my car. Hey, maybe my maybe my homie is just having a bad day, you know. So the C-plus tells me with a growth mindset that maybe I just need to work harder. Like, even with these shows sometimes, it's like, okay, so I just need to work harder and prepare better to make sure that the point I'm making comes across clearer and not like I'm just, reading something out of a book. You know, I want to make sure that when I prepare to give this presentation that I'm clear and precise and that I know what the heck I'm talking about, you know, and I'm not just hemming and humming, you know? So I just wanted to give that brief example on, 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 on that difference uh, of fix and growth mindset. Uh, I see, um, we have one cousin in the uh, wants to get in the in the uh, in the call here, so I have to find out where his number is. So bear with me here. Um, but those are just okay. Some well, in, well, let's keep it going. Fix, fix you know, growth as you're doing, yeah. yeah, you know. Um. So that that was that was that was just what I I just wanted to touch on uh, with fixing mm-hmm. growth mindset. Um, and, and the differences between the two. Um, we we touched a little bit last week also about uh, emotional intelligence when it comes to self-awareness. Ah, but, right. Yeah, yeah. But I wasn't sure if uh, where we were with jumping in that uh, right away. Uh, and if you're cool with taking a caller, um, we can take a caller first, and then we can talk about emotional intelligence or um, – a black view, or what now, now what? Go for it, EP. <laughs> Let's bring a call in here. Our uh, cousin, uh, Martin, I'm not going to call him by his other name, but you can call him by that other name if you like. Good evening, Cuzzo. How you doing tonight? You can call me Vernon, man. Stop it. <laughs> right on, man. You know, I don't know why he's doing yeah, uh, big big V Burno uh, whatever whatever. <laughs> What's up, Burn? What's up, Gunner? Yeah. What's going on, man? How you doing tonight? Yeah. No, I, I appreciate just, uh, you taking time to uh I appreciate you taking time to listen. I know the game is on tonight, so I appreciate that. No, I'm definitely watching the game. But still. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not real interesting right now, so it's all good. Uh <laughs> But no, I've been listening, man. Like, and like, I'm not real, you know, up on, or I can't say uh, super intelligent on what you guys are talking about, as far as the different um, mindsets. But what you said about being yourself did hit home with me. Amen. So that's kind of what I want to say something about. I feel yeah. like with being yourself. 
it has a lot to do with the chemistry of the person that you're around. You know what I mean? Like, like you can be yourself more around somebody as opposed to being around somebody else, and then you're like somebody else. You know, like, like, say you're going to work. You, know, you you have this this whole different persona than really who you really are and around your friends. You know what I mean? But if you're around somebody that you are completely comfortable around, you can be yourself. And it's like, I feel like it's all about the chemistry of the person that you're with, honestly. Like, because I, I struggle with that, being myself around anybody. You know, like, I'm, I'm probably, like, 16 different people. Mm-hmm. You, ask, mm-hmm. you ask anybody who I am, you're going to get 16 different answers. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't know if anybody knows 100% who I am. You know, you okay. feel can, I ask you, can I ask you a question? Absolutely. Um, how do you feel when you're with yourself? I feel like that's the only time I'm who I am. Right on. Okay. Honestly, and so, and that's a, that's the crazy part. Like, when I'm when am I that person with everybody else? I don't know. Probably never. Probably zero percent of the time. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, you know, I'm I'm probably sixteen different people, and it's it, it's 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 a strange concept, honestly, because it's like it's it's kind of like the whole the whole idea of. Uh, dance, dance, dance like you're by yourself. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. You're not gonna, you're not gonna break it off like that at the club. No. Like, you know, I'm by myself. Like, I, I don't have no issues of of, of of anybody judging me. And I feel like that's what it's really about. It's about the judging part. You you fear what people are gonna say or think. Right. 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 Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I'm not gonna judge myself. Yeah, yeah, I can get caught up in in worrying about the response of other people. I remember one time I was dancing and just feeling the music, and I was just clapping with the music, and I was clapping real loud. And yeah. I heard somebody say something. I don't even know what they said, you know. But I took it as that my clapping real loud was their response and it was a negative response. So I need to stop clapping, you know, but it probably had nothing to do with what I was doing, but I was just, but got you felt judged. Up. I felt yeah, judged. You feel judged. Exactly. Yes. So, yeah. So when, when is it, when, when can you be yourself is when you don't feel judged. I feel like that's 100% what it is. So, okay. You know, again, yeah. go ahead there. No, I was just saying, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Nothing to add to that. I, you know, like to me, that's the whole point. You know, of deciding, regardless of the circumstances, when I feel like I'm my truest, most reliable, authentic, genuine self. You know, um, I think it's a, I think it's a, a good thing to have that idea, as opposed to letting the multitude of others that I encounter define that for me, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. like, um, if I have it, 
internalized who I am, regardless of judgments or criticisms or any other um, aspects of negativity, you know, my only question to myself is how well do I deal with that and where does it take me? You know, um, I, I don't know if if the idea of judgment, you know, um, is an all-inclusive word. I think that that's a perception, and I think that perception has a lot to do with a given attitude at a given time. You know, I don't know where – um, whether it's criticism or discipline or any other words that parents may use, you know, um, in the form of trying to educate or teach, I don't know where the child then outgrows that need for um, that type of intervention. You know, I don't know if there's a time as an adult that we no longer call it discipline or or being um chastised or whatever, and we change it to being judged. You know, I think mm-hmm. I think there's a, a, a I think there's something that happens. You know, if that happens to an individual that prior to becoming a, at a certain age, they took the criticisms or they took the chastisements or they took whatever the critical analysis was coming from a parent, and then at a certain age decides that if anybody says something to them that sounds the same way. Then I'm then you know then I'm being judged you know I I don't I don't know how much influence external stimulus has on my ego but I would hope that you know the healthier my ego is the healthier I'm able to deal with that you know whether I call it judgment or whether I call it compliment I don't know you know I struggle with compliments as much as I struggle with judgments yeah but you know. Um, and and again, for me, you know, as if I'm talking about somebody else, for me, you know, it, it always has to do with my 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 given attitude, or as you put it at the beginning of the show, Will, it all depends on the wolf I'm feeding. Yeah. You know, um, I think that I could fall into a place of a fixed mindset and not even know I'm there unless I have that element of support around me that can kind of give me some feedback, you know, on my behavior. And I would have to trust that I have developed that circle that I can depend on that kind of feedback. You know, um, I, I I don't know if, I don't know. I guess I'm asking you, Will, you know, can a person vacillate? Can they, you know, like be at a fixed mind at a given time and then shift out of it into a growth mind? I believe so. And vice versa? Yeah. I mean, then, and that's what I was saying earlier, that I even struggle with mm-hmm. it to the day, to, to mm-hmm. today. Um, and I think looking at those aspects of, like looking at our graphic for, for tonight's show and looking at the two heads, um, you know, I don't think that it's either one or the other. I think that we, we kind of encompass both of them, really. Okay. But it's just being able to identify where you are in a particular moment, rather it be a place or people you're around or a certain time or something that's triggered, you know. But, again, that's where, you know, even like with you, Vernon, you know, and looking like, you know, what is the source of that? 
you know what what is triggering that what is causing that to happen and and uh, you know uh, how did that happen you know over time or through your experiences or whatever um, and then still having and then developing some some self awareness and I know you were, you were just mentioned about the self awareness thing and we can talk about that uh, as well but to answer your question that I think that you could. I don't. I don't think that you are just limited to one or the other. So okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm healed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, know, cousin, you, you still there? Yeah, I want to say this. I feel like yeah, because honestly, I'm, I'm on both sides too. I can mm-hmm. be one way. I can be the other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like sometimes yeah. it's just like, you know. And I feel like that's the majority of the population. I feel like there's a a one percent of people that are maybe one way or the other. Just like uh just in my field with acting. There's a one percent of people who can just dig down and do what the heck they gotta do and people talk about worth act worth act, worth acting. Mm-hmm. Like Will Smith, whatever you know, what I'm saying I gotta do what I gotta do. Period. That's what I said I'm gonna do. I'm doing it. A lot of people say they want to do it, but they don't do it. So it's like, yeah, I know what I gotta do. Yeah, but yeah, you know, this came up or whatever. No, a certain amount of people, you know, the one percenters, know this is what I gotta do. This is what I'm gonna do. Period. That's what's gonna happen. So when I say that, I'm just saying like. Yeah, if I sit here and say I'm not going to let you know anybody judge me, whatever. I don't care what they're talking about. Yeah, people say that all the time. Like, I don't care what I don't care what people say. You care? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't buy. I don't, I don't, I don't buy. I don't buy into that for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. People yeah. say all the time. Yeah, yeah, I don't care. I don't care. Like, I don't care. Yeah. You care? Yeah. I, I they try probably, to, they I try a certain percent yeah, of people that, that really don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll be like. But yeah, I, I yeah, people, yeah, yeah, you can say yeah. it all day long, but you care. Like, yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, yeah, folks who really don't care are usually very alone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, Jan said something here in the comment uh, about no matter who you're around, you know, uh, and it and it sparked something in my head. It's a, a quote from a, a song with. Uh, I don't know if it was Teddy Pendergrass with the blue notes or Teddy by himself. But it don't matter. A song. <laughs> it's Teddy. Yeah, but it's a, it's Teddy. That's it's what a, it's, it's a it's a song where he where in the in the hook, you know, you can't hide from yourself. Everywhere you go, there you are. And I think the the first step is and that's why I asked you, Cuz, you know, like at least when you're with yourself, you're able to identify who you are. Amen. So at least you have, you know, you have that point of origin. Because there's a lot Amen. of people out here that still don't even know who they are. You know what I'm saying? Or are even uncomfortable what with being mean? who they are when they're by when they're alone. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, right on, man. Right on, man. I've I've at least got gotten past that point. I can at least be yeah, myself yeah. by myself. <laughs> man, that's that you know, that that that's big, man. <laughs> you know, that's that 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 that's that's a valuable place to be. 
Sometimes I mean, that's how the many years to retreat to? Yeah, I mean, how, how many be yourself are around everybody else? That is a, a whole nother beast. You know what I mean? Like that—that that is a whole nother beast. Like to be yourself all the time. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't know if anybody—I don't know—is that possible? Well, I don't, I don't, I don't know. know what I don't know if I don't know if you're saying be yourself all the time is a fixed yourself or be yourself all the time is a growth be yourself. You know, because I would like to think that I'm willing to own who I am, you know, regardless mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. circumstances. If I'm however I'm being affected, you know, I would like to own that that's coming from me, how I'm being affected and not giving that kind of power over to others. Owning it, you know, is the struggle, though. Owning it instead of, you know, doing that um, projection or that blame, you know, just being able to at some point, however I'm being affected by whatever the circumstances I find myself surrounded by, owning where it's taking me, I think, would help me so much easier recognize if I'm reacting as a fixed feel or as I'm reacting as a growth feel. You know, a lot of times I'll find that the thing that I struggle with most about others is usually the thing I'm struggling the most with about myself. So if I'm dealing with the feeling that, you know, I'm being judged, it's probably because I'm busy judging right along while I'm being judged. You know, that's almost always once I get past it, once I settle down and really own my feelings, that's almost where I'll wind up. Whatever's going on externally, I almost always find out, yeah, that's kind of what goes on internally too. Yeah. I think when when I say, when I say being yourself about around everybody, I think what I'm saying is you're worrying about the repercussions. Yeah, that happens too. Of of being yourself. That happens too. Yeah. Whether it's from yourself or from other people. Yeah. I mean, like you're just worrying about what they're going to think, you know, or, well, yeah. Or, you know, know, what kind of, what kind, you know, what kind of headline is tomorrow's paper going to read? <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. There's, there's a, there's a, there's a real thing to being yourself now. You know, it ain't, it ain't, it doesn't mean you get off unscathed in life. You know, being yourself means yeah. accepting what that, what that, what comes with being yourself. You and know, that's I why mean, I brought like up the one percenters. The, I yeah. brought up the one percenters who just don't care <laughs> about any yeah, of that. Yeah, I feel you. I hear you. I hear you. And and it's like yeah. I said, it's ninety nine percent of us are gonna care. Like, we we're gonna care. There's certain totally I guess there's a certain type of person that's just gonna be like, Yeah, I don't care. Whatever. What happens happens. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, rarely, rarely do I find myself for an extended period of time with that type of person as one of my pocket people. <laughs> you know. Um I'm not a I I'm not a I'm not a let me be around people who don't care kind of person, you know. Mm-hmm. So that ain't that that's not my stride, there, man. Well, Vern, man, it's good to hearing you, man. You know, I'm 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 starting to get spoiled. I'm getting used to hearing your voice. This is like three times in you know, man, in a month. <laughs> and I actually saw you one time too. Dang, man, I'm on Vernon Overload. <laughs> I love it, man. Need, need it. more? Yeah. Need more? Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm changing my I'm changing my mindset, man. I'm trying to be around more. 
You know what I mean? So, yeah. All right. You know. Well, you know, whether you change your mindset or not in that regard, understand something. It ain't changed mine, man. I love hearing your voice. I love seeing you. And it's always been, you're my dude, man. It's always been that way, you know. That doesn't change for me. Not at all. I know. Well, so far. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate you chiming in, because thank you uh, for for sharing that with us and uh, having this opportunity, breaking away from the game, too, man. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, no problem. If you... uh, you're going to stick around, right? You're not going anywhere? Yeah, I'm going to stick around. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep listening. Great. Outstanding. Okay. Uh, you ready to, if you if you want to chime back in, just let me know. You know, just send me a message yeah. again, and I'll open your mic back up, all right? Cool. All right, cuz. Appreciate you, man. Love you. Right on. Take care, bro. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad, he, glad he chimed in on that. So, you know, um, Good topic. I, I think, too, that's, yeah, I think that's also uh, uh, why affirmations are even important as well. And and, and try to, to, you know, I, I mean, I, and I'm still getting used to doing affirmations. And, uh, like, I just go on YouTube sometimes and do, like, these 20 or 40-minute little videos. They just go through this I am, I am. And there's a lot of I am that I'm not. <laughs> and even going through it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, and even going yeah. through it sometimes to be okay with not being those I am. You know, what is it? I am that I am. And I have to be okay with those things that I am, and I have to be okay with those things that I'm not. But, again, it's just part of that patience in the process, I guess. Does that make sense? Well, Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, of course it does. Absolutely. You know, I mean, like, um, it takes, it takes a lot of, um, it takes a lifetime. You know, it takes a lifetime, not a day longer, not a day shorter. It takes a lifetime to be who you are, you know. And, you know, there's something I learned a long time ago that I remind myself of periodically, depending on my circumstances, you know, especially you know, well, no, not especially, depending on the circumstances. You know, I am the way people perceive me to be. The only question is for me to answer is, does that perception matter? You know, um, it can vacillate so easily. I could be in a situation where I'm perceived as being an asshole, depending on a given yeah. situation, you know, a, just a, 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 a given moment in time. And and, and the crowd or the, the, the prevailing, you know, um, 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 numbers may suggest I'm being an asshole, you know. Um, so that's how I'm being perceived. I'm either going to defend myself or I'm going to recognize it. But again, it depends on the crowd. It depends on the element. It depends on the sphere of influence, you know. For me, over a period of time, especially dealing with the, you know, alcohol issues and the of the drug issues, you know, and the stepping out of myself to become that type of individual, the stepping back into myself required me to recognize when certain skin needed to be shedded. But in that shedding process, I have found even in my authentic self, there's still some old residue of skin that has just kind of stuck around like flypaper, you know, and it's that, that that's, 
something that gets stirred whenever there's a perception of me that may not be consistent with my perception of myself. And that word you used earlier, that personal inventory, that's the only thing I have to turn to because that's the only thing I can use to purify my motives. You know, what am I really about at any given time of perception? You know, whether it's from self, whether it's from others, or whether it's a combination of the two. You know, and it's not like a lot of work. You know, it's not like, oh, my God, when does this man ever have a time to blink? No, it's, it's, a, <laughs> it's a moment. It's a moment reflective yeah. in, a given, in a given situation. You know, um, a, a burst of, of, of anger, maybe, you know, um, an overwhelming sense of the word Vernon used earlier being, you know, judged. I don't know if there's ever a time a person can feel like they're being fairly judged, you know, so it's almost always felt as an unfair judgment. But it's like finding that centering point, you know, and I think that that thing that that concept, that phrase you used earlier, emotional intelligence. I think that's the tipping point. I think that's the balancer. I think that's the thing that helps balance fixed and, and growth mindsets. I don't know. You know, I'm still waiting for you to, you know, do that part of it, but I have a feeling that has a lot to do with it. It it does. It does. Um, and it's it's pretty much what you think it is. We When we talk about self-awareness, you're talking about your own self-awareness. Even Vernon talking about he's not knowledgeable in self-awareness. And and well, we all are, and just identifying yeah. that emotional intelligence, this this ability yeah. uh, to perceive or to control it and to evaluate your emotions, you know, um, yeah. you know whether you get caught up in the argument if it's learned or if it's inborn. Uh, I think it's more or less learned, really, and and strengthened through growth. And again, we're talking about growth. Um, you know, it is important to express and and and, and control your emotion, but um, so is the ability to understand it, you know, interpret it and respond, even when you're dealing with emotions of other people, you know, and then you're dealing with that whole complexity. Um, you know, Amen. there's the, I'm, I'm here. Yeah. you know, um, there's certain components of emotional intelligence, but like like when I like when I um, when I was working with the kids, you know, and practicing de-escalation procedures, um, one of the things that I used to always try to teach the students, uh, three things uh, that mm-hmm. I used to try to teach them, you know, thinking before you react. Uh, again, self-awareness, and I keep using this word self-awareness so we can keep coming back to it, and then having empathy. Uh, and empathy is another thing that's, Self-awareness and empathy are so big when it comes to emotional intelligence, you know, because we're dealing with other people as well, you know. So, um, in, in, so self-awareness. Listen, can we talk about that for a quick second? <laughs> hey man, go ahead. All right. Uh, why are you asking me? <laughs> I you know. I just seeing where you at here. Where you at? Because you know, usually you check in with me, and I find myself checking in with you right, right, right Come on, come on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, me cussing pretty soon. <laughs> so, okay. So self awareness, um, having this ability to recognize and uh, understand your emotion, uh, your own mm-hmm. emotion, but also how you react. What? How are? How are? You know? How are your actions? your moods and your emotions that can affect other people. 
Um, a good way to do this is recognizing the things you feel and then how you behave off of that feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then there's uh, self-regulation. So we pretty much regulating and managing your emotions. Now, don't put this as just being non-expressive or just completely shutting down. You know, one of the, one of the challenges as men is that we've always had to deal with how do we express our emotions, or maybe we shouldn't express our emotions because that's not manlike, you know, and I'm around my woman, I'm going to be a man, I'm not going to express myself. You know, no, I'm not saying that. Um, but sometimes it's just waiting for the right time and the right place to express that emotion, you know. And, again, it's really good when de-escalating situations uh, and also allows you or, you know, it gives them a moment of, of people taking responsibility for their own actions. If you just give it that moment and find the right time and place to express and talk about these emotions that come up. So another component of emotional intelligence deals with social skills. Uh, very, I think we're all very familiar with social skills. But in understanding your emotions and, and, and dealing with other people's emotions, you need to use it in your daily interaction and communication with people. You know, I know Vernon deals a lot with, with people. Um, you know, I know he's an actor too, but I know he also deals with people on the side. So how do you balance yourself? We talk about that balance on the, on the water. How do you balance your surfboard? And dealing with your emotions, dealing with other people's emotions, and still being able to interact and communicate with people on a daily basis. Uh, empathy, again, we talked about empathy. Um, you know, just understanding how others feel. And how do you respond in understanding how they feel? Or the shoes on the other foot, how would you feel, you know? And how would you expect somebody to respond as well? And just having that, that understanding. Uh, and those are the, the four basic points of emotional intelligence. But there's another part that I wanted to add on that. Um, and, and, again, we talked about what does success look like for you, for, the, for you all that are listening. What does that look like for you? you know, what does that mean? And in looking at that and identifying what success means for you, you know, what's your vision? What do you see? There has to be a motivation to it as well. And I'm not talking about motivation for fame and money or, or recognition and ego building, but vision and well, <laughs> well, I mean, if that's your passion, then then cool. But it's just basically identifying the develop that passion to fulfill your inner need. So if your inner need yeah. and your inner goal is just to obtain money and to be recognized, you know, God bless you there. Uh, but I'm just speaking for me personally. Excuse me. I'm okay. <laughs> but that was my own little component to um, the four, these four components of emotional uh, intelligence. Uh, yeah, and, and there's other- don't get me wrong, though. I wasn't taken away from that by asking that, by making that statement. I mean, you know, like yeah. – um, I mean, a, a person can be so ego-driven, you know, that a person's worth is, in fact, determined by their own idea or degree of success. And one person's idea of inner success may be very different from mine and vice versa. 
you know, so, you know, it, 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 you know, and we're living in a very competitive, you know, capital, capital driven, you know, what I like to say, cosmic economy. So competition, you know, the competitive nature of Americans is at, you know, is at a peak, you know, in almost every aspect of existence. So, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not seeing that as a negative thing, I guess is what I'm saying. If that's how an individual sees themselves, you know, as being um, so ego-driven that success is determined by the size of their bank account. Yeah. Or the size, you know, the, 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 the number of cars in the garage or, you know, the number of bathrooms in their home. You know, I, you know, I, anyway, I don't know if that's taking you off stride by adding that, but I didn't want you to feel like that couldn't be, I did. I wanted to ask rather if that would, not be what you mean by being emotionally intelligent to be driven that way um, for material success, let's say. But, I mean, if if that's one's idea of success, mm-hmm. you know, um, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to argue with it. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and therein lies my point, me either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to take Yo, that uh, on. You know? uh, one, one, one other thing I just wanted to to touch on, and we can uh, jump in our other segments here. Um, there's some other components of emotional intelligence, but I think those are the most Im- most important parts uh, that that make up um, and getting an idea on how to be just a little bit more knowledgeable just on how you do things. Um, you, want, you want to toss some more out there, man? Well, I was just thinking about uh, this post I saw on, on, on Facebook uh, mm-hmm. where they were saying if, if the government gave out mandatory vacations, would you take it? <laughs> but in the, in, the, in the post, you know, and I'm sure a lot of you have seen it already, but if you haven't, there's this post, and it says with the government gave mandatory vacations, would you take it? But there's a picture with the words, and the picture is showing a syringe and a bottle. And you're looking at the picture, and instead of vacation, a lot of people's minds turn vacations into vaccinations. And so a lot of people's mm-hmm. responses in this post was, you know, oh, hell no, I'm not taking that. No, I'm not going to do that. No, the government can't tell me what to do. And it was just really interesting in how the emotion that was triggered from this post caused um, this cognitive, I don't know, imbalance, if you will, how they couldn't perceive the word that Mm -hmm. was in front of them, but the word that they made up in their own mind. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's just really interesting how our emotions – um, you know, it prioritize it, it sets a priority to what we pay attention to and what we react to. Um, I just thought that was really interesting. I just wanted to share that with you and everybody that was listening on how that that happens sometimes. So, so, <laughs> so. The, the point of emotional intelligence in this regard is what um, having the having the ability to uh, reason with your emotion. You know, there's a perception, dealing with perception of emotion, you know, and perception of emotions is deal with like 
like nonverbal signals, like people's body languages and facial expressions and stuff like that, right? And then there's this other component of the ability to reason with the emotion. So you're reasoning with the emotion, but sometimes, and in, in that case with the post, you know, and uh, not having that proper reasoning, they were they turned vacations into vaccination. Mm-hmm. So that was that was the whole point to that. No, right on, man. I like that. Having the ability to reason with my mind, does that mean also my feelings? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Absolutely, because, I mean, now you're talking about fear, right? Because we're talking about, mm-hmm. like, with vacation right vaccinations, automatically, yeah. you know, there's these vaccinations. I'm personally, I'm talking about my fear because I have a fear of what is the you know, what's going to happen if we take this vaccination? What's going to, you know, how's it going to affect my body? Am I going to grow another head? You know, is it the Tuskegee experiments all over again? You know, uh, what is what is uh, spike protein variances? You know, all these different things, you know. Yeah, right, happen or might not happen, you know. Yeah, and, you know, I think even what you're saying right there, you know, because I'm sure there's a lot of heads nodding at that comment. I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, like you, you used the word fear. A lot of it has to do with how then that fear is being addressed. You know, like I, I like to think that I have a personal relationship that has developed over the last five years with my um, personal physician. You know, now he's been dealing with me, you know, for five years and I've trusted you know, his approach to me, you know, and taking flu shots and following referrals and, you know, um, having, you know, a couple surgeries done and so forth and so on. Now, I would like to think that we've developed enough dialogue where I could present my fears to him and trust his, you know, medical assessment, you know, um, else why would I be going to him? You know, and I think the problem with, I won't call it the challenge with a lot of folks, you know, who are questioning even that, you know, about this, um, this vaccination or this vaccine is not really having a very healthy relationship with the health or the healthcare um, profession, you know, especially people who, you know, don't really get personal care, don't really have health benefits, aren't really, at the top of the at the top of the heap when it comes to being taken care of, you know. Um and I think those those fears are warranted by lack of information and or even sketchy information or kind hearsay information, but not having any kind of relationship with healthcare providers, I would think would almost be a breeding ground for doubt. But, you know, what do I know, right? Well, I mean, but that's therein lies the problem, you know. Therein lies the the emotional issues that we deal with, I guess. Well, <laughs> and I'm thinking about, I'm saying all that in relation to what you just said, having the ability to reason with my mind. You know, okay, now what's up here? What's been going on? Mm-hmm. What do I believe, and what don't I believe? I guess that's the first question that needs to be answered. You know, do I believe, you know, this this dude, you know, who sits at the throne, you know, that it's all a hoax? You know, do I believe in the numbers that have come through? Do I believe, you know, who are the, the folks at great at the greatest risk? Do I believe in the, you know, in science? You know, 
um, or do I do I believe that this is all political? I mean, the first thing I think what you said is I have to have the ability to reason with my own mind, you know, before I'm going to let someone else's dictate my decision. I, I don't know. I'm, a, I'm I'm not asking. I'm just kind of drawing it out to that point that you made for myself. I think, yeah, I like the idea of emotional intelligence being applied in such a way that I need to have or develop the ability to reason with my mind. I just like the way that sounds, man. That just sounds poetic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, know, and, and again, going back to the beginning of the show, I think these is, these are a couple of things um, that I felt needed to be addressed. Amen. Um, you know, and 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 dealing with um, the end of this year because this year ain't even over yet. You know, and 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 going into next year and what next year is going to look like. There's still a whole bunch of uncertainties. Uh, and there's plenty of people who are still trying to figure out how to um, deal with deal with with themselves at home. Uh, you know, it's still a lot of people who are extroverts oh, who don't know how to stay at home. You know, absolutely. there's still people who absolutely. are struggling right now. You know, and not even understanding who they are. Um, you know, so absolutely. yeah, absolutely. So I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm really glad we had, um, you know, this this moment to talk about this, and I hope that, you know, it, it always helps me when we when we have these kind of topics uh, and we talk about these things. I hope it helps you and other people too, and as we. Repot ourselves and 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 find more yeah, room yeah. for our roots to grow, you know, yeah. to for to grow, you know, that growth mindset, um, you know, spiritually, mentally, or physically, however that is for us. And yeah, man, um, right on. Maybe um, even consider stretching it out a little bit more next week, man. I I I, I love how you're bringing it, man. I love how you're bringing it. Absolutely. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, emotional intelligence can go, um, you know, there's still even the ability to understand other people's emotions, the ability to still, you talked about it, just managing the emotions, um, you know, and and um, one of the other things is uh, if anybody deals with children in education, there's SEL, social, social emotional learning or social emotional development. Um, and I mean, what does that look like now? How how do we redevelop social emotional learning through during COVID? Uh, how do we do that now when a lot of things are more virtual? You know how things are not in person anymore. So even though I talk about social skills, there's really, you know, we're we're kind of losing some of those skills now because we're not in person social. You know, we're more virtual now. So how how do we develop that now? You know. Well, yeah. I mean, Maybe. you know, research would dictate that, you know, um you know, there was there was just the emergency initially and now it's becoming the reality. You know, and this mm-hmm. is not a quick mm-hmm. fix. This is not a, and and it may even it who knows, it may even shift the way education is done, but you know, regardless of you know, how it shifts, the one thing that still is going to be a a requirement is 
what's being offered. But that's another topic for another time, right? Yeah. <laughs> Virtual, you know, every, I mean, like technology, you know, um, is a re, it seems to be the reality of the time, you know. And um, so, but I think that's always been the case. It's just how it's been applied. And um, it, it, I don't know. I don't want to go way off on this beaten trail. I want to, you know, keep keep us where we are, you know, and and let you yeah. dictate when we move on. No, that that was that was that was it. I mean, just as far as looking at next week, I mean, if we want to keep going, that's what I was just thinking about. Um, if we want to dive more into into how we deal with, and you know, well, Thanksgiving I'm a just decide to. Yeah, we got Christmas coming up, you know. I mean, so how do we still deal with these these changing times that that are happening right in front of us? Um, you know, as we dealing with it in real time, you know, there ain't no ain't no playbook. <laughs> you know, we kind of making it up as we go along a little bit. You know. Um, yeah. But but that was all I had. Uh, as far as growth and fixed mindset, and I'm surprised. I'm actually surprised that we had time to to touch on emotional intelligence. Um, but I'm glad that we were able to jump on that early. Um, uh, but that's that's all I had um, for that. And um, so I, I know that uh, with the Blacks view, I wanted to make sure we touched on that tonight because I love that segment. And if we still <laughs> got time, we can. We can always jump on what now, now, because there's always plenty of stuff that's just like, what now, you know? <laughs> now what? Yeah, right on. Right. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, um, you want to take a minute, catch your breath? Yeah, we can uh, We can just take a quick break here. Let me uh, we just do a little minute 30, about a minute and 30 seconds here. And... Uh, Give everybody a moment if they want to grab another pen and pad or grab them something to drink real quick. Like I said, give us about a minute and 30 seconds, and we'll be right back. You are listening to the Greenhouse Effect Radio Show on Blog Talk Radio.
we go. We didn't transition all the way down there. All righty. Hey, welcome back. We're back. Yo. Hey, hey. All right. How's everybody doing? How you doing, Daddy Yo? Uh, still too early to tell. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, beautiful man. Good stuff. Real good. Real good. Excellent. Man. You know, I was um um before the show. Well, you know, I don't even know how far back to go in my own planning stages, but um, things kept in thinking about a black's view. That's black with apostrophe, by the way, so it's personalized. Um, a couple, two, three things actually popped up. Um, and, of course, time being what it is, I don't think it's allotted for all three to be covered, so I won't even try um, but one that I did want to touch on was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I don't know if you saw his um, his essay that he put out um, on the circumstance or his concerns about health care as it affects, you know, um, black folk in particular and people mm-hmm. of color um, in general. I don't know if you mm-hmm. saw that, but I, I wanted to tap on it a little bit and um, – so what you think? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 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 Okay, are you familiar with it? Did you happen to see it? I did not. I didn't I did not see it. I mean, I saw it but I didn't read the uh the okay. article. Okay. I didn't have have a chance to read it. Shout out to Ray's uh Ray's um number one girl, Maria. Yeah. She's in the house somewhere. What's up, Maria? <laughs> Hey, Maria. <laughs> you know, so he wrote Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, I'm assuming is a relatively familiar name to most. You know, it was one time so. he was called, one time he was called Lou Alcinder, you know, and um, he had his own hodge, so to say, and um, changed his name to probably what it was always meant to be. Um, but anyway, his the title of his article is this essay, rather, was um, Our Lives Are at Risk. And it showed up on a Wednesday article in, um, in WebMD's Social Justice Magazine series. Mm. And again, the title was Black Lives Matter. And um, he recounted his health battles, you know, and he went on to write, my life is at risk. Not just because I'm 73. I didn't know me and him were the same age. I felt pretty good when I read that. But also because I'm tall and black. At 7'2", I'm more prone to blood clots, lower back and hip problems, higher risk of prostate cancer, heart rhythm disorder, and a shorter lifespan in general. And he was saying that's from being tall. You know, then he said being black means I'm more likely to suffer from diabetes, heart problems, obesity, cancer, and a shorter life in general. And then he went on to write, yep, tall people and black people have shorter life expectancies so far in keeping with these statistical risks i've had prostate cancer leukemia and heart bypass surgery i had no idea he'd gone through those three maladies man um prostate cancer leukemia and heart bypass surgery and he, he went on to write i've been fortunate because my celebrity has brought me enough financial security to receive excellent medical attention you know, and then he, he wrote in at the end, no one 
once an NBA legend dying on their watch. You know, so I kind of chuckled at, at the sincerity of that comment. You know, nobody don't want, you know, to be the, the doctor that, that was the last one holding his hand, <laughs> you know. So, you know, but to me it raised a point, and not one for debate and not really one for analysis, just one of, of generality, you know, that um, there is a such thing in in a society so dominated by white privilege as black privilege, you know, and sometimes I don't think we recognize it. Well, I don't always recognize it when it shows up, but I recognized it this time, you know, that um, there's certain elements that he hit on, you know, like, first of all, being of celebrity status, but not just celebrity status, but, you know, as he put it, you know, being NBA legend status. So he's mm-hmm. elevated, you know, to a level that, you know, I can only um, cheer, you know, and, and maybe marvel at, but nowhere within my, my, um, my, my understanding of my life experiences do I see that in any other way but being, you know, black privilege you know, um, unique in its own right. And I'm I'm really glad that he put it out, you know, and I hope that it becomes a part of, you know, what um, people begin to understand, you know, that when we're talking about um, health care as it relates to black folks, you know, that um, it's, it's, it's not a, oh, yeah, by the way, asterisk kind of parenthesis thing. It's a matter of recognizing you know, that there is, through diagnosis, research that validates through statistics these issues really exist. I pray that the day comes when all aspects of, of black existence in America will be approached that way as well, where there will be, you know, conclusive research, you know, where there will be, you know, an accurate diagnosis of facts that do, in fact, reflect that there is a uniqueness you know, to be to being born black in America, you know, whether male or female, you know, um, and that unique experience isn't an oh yeah by the way, you know, um, coronavirus is affecting black people more than no, it's not an oh yeah by the way. It's like there is something we need to understand as to why, and we can't limit it to the sketchy things that we put out just to justify the concern, but instead we need it to to give strength to an intervention, you know, that treats, you know, the citizenship as equal parts of a greater whole and not limited to, you know, the select few, you know, that um, get to experience what should be available to all um, black in America as opposed to those who enjoy the privilege. You know, so I I really, you know, I I really wanted to touch on that because he, he really – brought some things home. Well, first of all, you know, yeah, I ain't seven two, but I'm seventy three. <laughs> you know. And, you know, I I ain't no NBA legend, you know, but I am in my own mind. You know, my last <laughs> shot I took on the basketball court back then in in uh, Cole, um Cole Park. No, no, in um uh, uh what's the name of that little suburb right next to Country Club Hills. I can't even think of it right now. Man, it's where oh. Marty Marty the Hines lives. I can't even think of it right now. But anyway, in the field house there, man, my last shot with the with the team, with the homies, man, was a three pointer from the corner. You know? 
<laughs> so, you know, in my own mind, they're still saying, yeah, that's what Bill Green took his last shot. <laughs> so right on. I like that fantasy. Yeah, man. So, you know, uh, I just wanted to hit on that one, man. That's all. And I know we got a little bit less than a half hour, but, um, Hopefully, maybe um, in future shows, there'll be enough time to talk about Stagecoach Mary. You know, it's a heck, mm-hmm. one heck of a story there, you know, um, as well as Manifest Destiny, man, you know. But I'll put on the skills so, to leave room for the last half hour. So it was, so uh, I was, I'm, I've got the article here now. So he he has this moment here, given his own privilege, if you will to bring this issue to a head, right? That that's well, to bring it out. What you, yeah, to bring it out in an article yeah. written in, in, in you know, in a medical magazine. You yeah. know, WebMD, you know, uh it's a social justice magazine. So and it's a magazine series. So, you know, right away his name gives credence, you know, to the article is my point. You know, so that's gonna attract attention that, you know, me being 73, me taking a, a, a jump shot in the field house in the south suburb of Chicago is not going to generate any interest, you know. So, And then for him to be, you know, um, open enough to share his uh, medical um, dilemmas that he's had, which, you know, so many don't do, you know, especially black folks. We tend to not talk about that. So I, I appreciate his openness, you know, yeah. um, and his, his willingness to, be vulnerable in such a way, you know, and to even yeah. risk scrutiny and, and criticisms like, you know, just how what I say could be interpreted as a criticism, you know. Um, and I don't mean black privilege as a criticism. You know, it's an awareness that I think it would behoove black folk to recognize in some aspect in a given way where permission allows there is a black privilege in America, but where permission allows. You know, and it, it definitely allows it for a certain arena where entertainment is provided to the masses who can afford to be entertained in such a way. Yeah. So that's my that's my black view, you know, of this thing. So um, yeah. where 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 else you want to go tonight? Because if you ain't got I, nothing, I sure would like to talk about Stagecoach Mary. <laughs> I'm, I'm no, looking ahead, at the. No, I was just saying, I'm looking at the article. Uh, it says he connects the, the dots with COVID-19 disparities, uh, high-risk health, and lack of job opportunities. He talks about the thread and the giant quilt that smothers the black community. Wow. Argues that the complications of pulling on any of them is that one thread leads to another, to another, to another, each forming an interleaking pattern that seems impenetrable and unassailable. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wasn't going to go into that, you know, depth because that's pretty much what's talked about in in, in the airways anyway. You know, mm-hmm. um, he's 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 giving pretty much a voice to to that aspect of it in a, in a general approach toward you know um, the issues of of healthcare and its ineffectiveness with you know so much of the um, black community. You know, um, but his fact that he personalized it, I thought, you know, was, you know, what was the real spotlight in that regard of um, using himself as an example of recognizing 
what his celebrity status has allowed him. You know, um, that's really the point I wanted to make more than anything else. You know, um, and I see you posted where the information can be provided. Great. You know. Um, yeah. I, but again, I pulled it from yeah. the Yahoo. Yeah. And, yeah. But and again, I, I didn't want to. Yeah, I didn't want to go. You know, as far as a Black's view is concerned, I didn't want to go. You know, into the, into the, um, into the general. You know, I wanted to to make it yeah. in particular in regards to his own personal um, account of what he has recognized as being what exists, but what for him has been his advantage, you know, to have such a financial cushion and a a recognition of celebrity status, you know, that, that, you know, that kind of puts him on an equal plane with Trump and Rudy, (laughs) you know, uh, (laughs) who just was just released from the hospital after receiving the, the Trump care, you know, um, this is, you know, what now, man? Yeah, now what? You know, but I think that um, even with this, we, we, we've we talked a lot about our fear. Well, I talked about the fear and dealing with the vaccinations and things like that. And uh, already 49 mentioned something in the chat room here. Um, but I think we still need to, as a, as a whole, to still be more knowledgeable. You know, like I just this morning, I never really knew what is spike protein and how does that work with COVID and how does that work in the body? You know, are there differences uh, in spike proteins and African-Americans and people of color, you know, uh, people of uh, people of color versus European versus Asians? Because I think the body, I think they're saying the body reacts differently based on these spike proteins, all these things that I think that as a majority we still are not knowledgeable on. And I know you don't want to get into that, but I'm just, I was just, just putting that two cents in and I'm glad you brought up this article. I'm glad that Kareem had this, this, this moment to use his privilege to bring this out and to talk about that. Cause we need to be more knowledgeable and not just go around on what we think or, or things like that. We just, you know, need to have better education on what we're dealing with and not just letting our emotions dictate our actions. But I would love to hear about Stagecoach Mary. we still got like 20 minutes left. Well, you know, um, okay. I, but see, now you, you kind of pulled me into, you know, Uh-oh. completing a point that I wasn't even wanting to entertain at, at, at this juncture. You know, um, through some terms out there, that further muddles the water, so to say. See, you know, when we're talking about the issues and the themes of, of, of health care as it relates to black America, you know, and Americans of color in general, you know, then what what has to be asked is this just like you even brought up the Tuskegee experiment, you know, and so we, we begin to section ourselves off as segments of an aspect of medical history instead of, you know, asking where then does the research come from? Who does the research? How is the research done? And why is it only in an experimental issue as a result of a dynamic that has embraced a culture 
that we become the experiment and not the concern. You know, and I think what we wind up doing unconsciously as a people is fueling the myth, you know, of um of of lack of knowledge, you know, through through gossip, innuendo, you know, um half truth, but never taking the time to ask collectively, where do we go to get an understanding of this? You know, how far do we are we willing to to push the, the, the parameters of understanding, or are we just willing to just remain, you know, a, a, a footnote, you know, of everything else that America does, you know, and, and, and the, the thing about information right now, it it is so readily available, just the push of a keyboard button, you know, that 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 the language is not that hard to understand because another button pushed, provides a thesaurus or a dictionary. But it's a a matter of what level of of personal understanding and knowledge am I willing to investigate, you know, before I realize, oh, this is why they don't tell me, because there's so much to have to uncover, and I'm just too exhausted to even go any further. No, it's like, no, the supportive conversation is what becomes the driving force that will allow us to pursue more deeply that which we don't know, that which we don't understand. You know, I mean, like um, somewhere down the line, there's a black person who knows a black person who knows a black physician, you know, and it doesn't matter if that black physician specializes in blood work or um, 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 different types of um, um, needle reactions, you know, or whatever the case may be, it's a matter of of recognizing, do I have access to this type of health information? Have I taken it upon myself to understand what my body needs in order to feel better? Or do I just simply leave it up to status quo to dictate what I get and how I understand it? You know, I have have a, a nephew who really has taken his body serious. And he's used his body as his own medical experiment. First of all, hearing what his body is saying and then trusting if he's getting what he's looking for or asking the intelligent questions that are going to get him to get to somebody else who may be willing to pursue a little deeper as to what it is that he wants to know. You know, and I mean, I think that somehow all too often black folks have been conditioned to be kind of subservient you know, to unfamiliar information that we just take what we get and we don't want to, you know, cause anybody to cancel our appointment, <laughs> you know, and, it, it, you know, like say, okay, well, your time with me is over. Good luck. Go find another doctor. No, because, you know, the bottom line is still what drives this country. And what drives this country is not chasing people out of the door, you know, but bringing people in. You know, and then testing our own levels of tolerance to see how how much we're going to be patient, to be tactile with a with a patient, or whether we're going to be authoritarian. You know, and 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 you know, it's up to it's up to us as a folk to decide what our bodies deserve and what our bodies don't deserve when it comes to um, health treatment. And I'm not too sure we're willing to do that. I think there's some degree of of, of comfort or maybe familiarity with indifference, you know, um, and, and I'll cloak my indifference 
you know, with an aspect of suspicion, you know, uh, rather than admit to, you know, a deeper degree of fear, you know, what if I find out that there really is something wrong with me? You know, uh, what if I find out what's wrong with me is really going to require taking me out of my comfort zone, you know, Uh, but I watch, I watch my nephew, you know, transcend the barriers of comfort zone and say, no, you know, I owe it to myself to find out what the hell is going on. You know, and then I owe it to everybody else too. But first I owe it to myself. <laughs> you know, I mean, right on, man. Right on. Uh, and I watched him go through the, you know, I've observed, you know, um, him go through the hells, you know, to get to the heaven. You know, um, and I think that, you know, there has to be an aspect within us, you know, that um, dictates how care is going to reach us and not just accepting, you know, that the, the greater population of the medical profession really doesn't care about getting into the bowels of of the black community. Like I just heard on the news today about Chicago, man. You know, Mercy Hospital on the south side is being shut down. You know, yeah. um, there's two other hospitals, I missed the name, you know, that have already closed on the south side. And, and folks are being funneled over to Providence that was not made to have to deal with this kind of traffic. And, you know, and, and the talk of, of converting Mercy into an urgent care facility. You know, and this is going on on the south side of Chicago. And where Mercy is, sits right in the hub of one of the most socioeconomically impoverished communities there is. I worked at Mercy, yeah. you know, and yeah. I knew doggone well when I was there, those who needed Mercy the most, who lived right there across the street in Stateway Garden, couldn't get in there. You know, because they did, you know, like uh, once they ended, you know, public aid and the P3 card, that little green thing, you know, that gave people, you know, pre-Obamacare care for free, you know, when that was eliminated, they were eliminated. You know, and what's amazing to me is that I guess enough time has elapsed where people aren't even bringing that history up. But Mercy, you know, although his banner says a hospital of the community, you know, that community had to reach over the bridge for it. <laughs> it you know, you had to bypass Stateway to get there, man. But, you know, um, I was shocked, you know, when I, when I, like, just saw this today and thinking, out of all the other things you're talking about, what's going on in Chicago, how can this not be the headline of cable news shows? You know, with Chicago spiking again, and now they're eliminating hospitals. You know, man, right. anyway. You know, that kind of freaked me out. Sorry, man. That just kind no, of freaked me out. No, no, no. I'll talk about Stagecoach Mary next week, man. You know. Yeah, yeah. We'll 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 hold her off till next week. That's all good. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to talk but, about manifestation, manifest destiny next next week too, and how it ties into the Monroe Doctrine, and what the hell that has to do with everything that happened in the 19th century, which includes not just the Civil War, but Indian Wars. You know, and how those four things tie in, you know. Anyway, so there you are, ladies and gentlemen, next week. We've already started working on our agenda. Uh, right on. Coach Mary Manifest Destiny. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah, the Civil War, Indian Wars, yeah. Uh, which one? What did you say again? Yeah, and I just added the other two, Civil War and the Indian Wars, which nobody ever talks about. Yeah. The Indian Wars, you know, the American Indian Wars. <laughs> it was 
there was there was warfare that that went on for like you know three centuries, you know definitely two and a half, you know directed toward Indians, American Indians, indigenous populations, Plains Indians, you know the the the, yep. the native tribes, you know whatever people you know feel comfortable. But we know one thing: they ain't the Redskins no more. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> the, the Washington football oh, team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Artie said she had to had to split, man. So, and it looks like Jan C has left too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, All right. Yeah. So you know, land this airplane, man. I'll get out the way. Sorry for yakking there at the end. Oh man, it's it's all good as always, man. It's a, a another awesome show. Uh, great. Ah. Appreciate all the dialogue on the chat room. Uh, thanks, Vernon, for for chiming in as well and, and sharing the power right of your on. effect, man. Uh, uh, Dad, thank you, you know, for letting us know. Uh, always enjoy the Blacks view. We didn't really get into what now, now what, but I think all you got to do is just open up your latest news article and you'll get something. That's right, right? We <laughs> all we got. Absolutely, no lie. Absolutely, <laughs> right on, man. Yeah, Absolutely. Ray just said we all we we all we, all we, got. we got. Yeah, we all we got. Yeah, we sure are. We all we got. <laughs> right on, Ray. And, and, That's it. And Ray, <laughs> and Ray, and a message a message to Ray, man. You know, we'll see you at the beginning, brother. We'll see you at the beginning. Um, Amen. But yeah, mindset tonight. Um, again, what you think matters, ladies and gentlemen. And remember, thoughts are powerful. You know, you have the ability to control your mind. But, again, the question, what wolf do you feed? Um, and when you, you know, in dealing with that, um, I think you touched on a couple of things. You a couple of questions for, for everybody out here, you know, and looking at fixing growth mindsets and how are we developing ourselves for the new year? You know, why waste time proving over and over how great you are when you can just be getting better? Fixed mindsets are always proving themselves. You know, why hide your, your uh, deficiencies instead of just overcoming them? Fixed mindsets are always hiding their deficiencies. Dad, you mentioned something earlier with your friends and partners. You know, do you want to just be around people who just boost up your self-esteem? Or do you want to be around people who challenge you, you know? So find that passion for stretching yourself and stick to it, especially when it's not going well, especially when it's not going well. Um, that growth mindset, you know, allows people to to um, to thrive during some of the most challenging times. You know, uh, I said it before, I said it again. This is going to be my thing coming into 2021. You know, I believe that we are now in the fire before we rise from the ashes. So I guess mm. the question is, when we rise from the ashes, what are we going to be? How are we going to look? What's going to be our mind? What's going to be our spirit? What's our physical going to be like? You know, who are you? And be in the now. And finally, don't let perfection be the enemy of uh, be the enemy of being. Uh, don't let perfection get in the way of productivity. Don't let it be the enemy of productivity. <laughs> I kind of messed that part up at the end there. But uh, as always, ladies and gentlemen, we always appreciate you all listening and supporting. Uh, like we say, we're on uh, different platforms now. Uh, so check us out. Tell a friend, bring a friend, share a friend. Spotify, Anchor, 
Radio Public, Breaker, soon on Apple and Google Podcast. So next week, I'm excited to hear about Stagecoach Mary and uh, some of the other uh, Manifest Destiny and the Monroe Doctrine. Um, so you all be safe, be blessed, mask up, be aware of your surroundings, ladies and gentlemen, please. <laughs> I want to see you all. I want to hear you all next week. All right, so that's all I got, Dad. I guess that's signing off for tonight. Again, you all be blessed, be safe, have a good Hey, man, night. you keep them out in seven minutes. <laughs> you, you got something else? No, man, I was just teasing. I said, you're cheating us out of seven minutes. <laughs> I'll pay you back next week. All right. <laughs> I love you, man. Love you, man. All right, love you, too. Calling all the people here to see the show Calling all my demons now to let me go I need something, give me something wonderful You can't break me down. You can't break me down.